Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum Podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. However, this is a special bonus episode where we will be looking at Netflix 2023 biographical drama called Maestro, which is directed by Bradley Cooper, starring Carrie Mulligan, Bradley Cooper, Matt Bomer, Maya Hawke, and Sarah Silverman. I'm Jesse, I'm your host. Thanks for joining me in the middle of Podmas. This is our third bonus episode that we put out during December while we're still putting out an episode every single day in the lead up to Christmas. So bear with me. I've got no voice left. It's been a tough, tough month, but I needed to talk about this one because there's a lot of buzz, awards buzz, a lot of buzz about this film. And I think it's an interesting one to sort of pick up on and and discuss. Um, So as always, if you haven't seen the film yet and you're keen on checking it out, give us a pause and come back a little bit later on because we kick the show off with the fast flicks where we do a quick little summary of what the film is all about. So this one, it's based on a true story, based on Leonard Bernstein, who uh, is a musician. So this is his musical rise fame like <laughs> his, his musical rise to fame i guess um and his life with actress felicia montalego cohen bernstein so it's about his love for her and his love for music that's where we're at this has got a good story let's talk about how this ended up on netflix so the project had been in development at paramount pictures with martin scorsese initially planning to direct the film he stepped down as director to work on the irishman allowing Bradley Cooper to join the film in May of 2018 as director and to star as Bernstein. Scorsese continued as producer alongside Steven Spielberg. Spielberg was also initially initially considering to direct the film too and had approached Cooper to star, but offered the director position to Bradley Cooper after a screening of A Star Is Born. In January of 2020, the project was moved to Netflix. We then go to September of 2020, where the project was given the title Maestro, with Kerry Mulligan joining the cast. It was also announced that filming would begin in the spring of 2021. In October of 2020, Jeremy Strong joined the cast as John Gruen, but later dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. Filming was initially expected to begin on April 5th, April 5th, 2021 in Los Angeles, but instead began in May of 2020. Production was at Tanglewood between May of 21 and 26 and in New York City. Filming also took place at Eli Cathedral in England between October 20 and 2020. Uh, Maestro features Bernstein's compositions that were handpicked by Bradley Cooper. Those pieces were performed by the London Symphony Orchestra with a few choral performances by the London Symphony, Symphony Chorus, conducted by Yannick Neitzugen, who also served as Cooper's conducting coach. The scene in which Leonard Bernstein conducts the London Symphony Orchestra at the Eli Cathedral in 1976, Bradley Cooper said, That scene I was so worried about because we did it live. I was recorded live. I had to conduct them, and I spent six years learning how to conduct six minutes and 21 seconds of music. I was able to get the raw take where I just watched Leonard Bernstein conduct at the cathedral, so I had that to study. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And this is, you know, him talking up his awards campaign too, I guess. The project got the rights to Bernstein's music instead of Carrie Joju Fukunaga's Bernstein biopic called The American, which was meant to star Jake Gyllenhaal. So interesting that uh, a lot of, you know, this happens a lot in Hollywood films will have the same sort of topic or story um, and sort of go into production at the same time too. Maestro premiered at the 80th Venice International Film Festival on the 2nd of September 2023, where it was nominated for The Golden Lion. It received a gala screening as part 
of the New York Film Festival Spotlight Program on October 2nd, 2023, making it the first film to hold a premiere at the new David Geffen Hall. Cooper attended the event, but did not participate in the post-film Q&A due to restrictions imposed by the 2023 SAG-AFTRA strike. Additionally, Maestro screened at the BFI London Film Festival and closed the AFI Fest as well. The film began a limited theatrical release in the USA on November 22nd, 2023, before streaming on Netflix on December 20, 2023. IndieWire estimated that the film made about $200,000 from eight theaters in its opening weekend, and a total of $300,000 over the five-day Thanksgiving frame, which would make it the most successful debut for Netflix since around 2019. Cooper's use of a large prosthetic nose to portray Bernstein, who was also who, sorry, who was Jewish, was criticised by some as an example of Jew face. Following the release of photographs from the set of the film in May of 2023, and the subsequent release of the trailer in August, the chief television critic of the Hollywood Reporter, Daniel Feinberg, criticised the casting of Cooper along with the British Mulligan as a Costa Rican Chilean converted Jew as a lot of ethnic cosplay for one movie. Bernstein's children actually defended Cooper's use of prosthetic makeup to portray him, stating that they worked with Cooper throughout the filming process and that their dad would have been fine with it. So huge story, huge, huge, interesting, lots of interesting stuff there. So hopefully you enjoyed listening to all of that. Translations for this film around the world in Japanese, it's called Maestro, his music and love. I like that. In Chinese, it's called Master Elegance, True Love Movement. Uh, not sure about that, about that one in Chinese. The working title for this film was Bernstein. And it also had another working title of Rybernia. So I'm not sure about that one. I'm not sure what that one stands for. As I mentioned before, this did hit Netflix on the 20th of December, 2023. So far, it's had 10 wins in the awards season and a further 69 nominations. The biggest nominations so far at, are at the Golden Globe Awards for Best Performance by a Male Actor in a Motion Picture Drama for Bradley Cooper, as well as Best Director for a Motion Picture for Bradley Cooper and Best Motion Picture Drama for the film. The Best Performance by a Female Actor in a Motion Picture as well for Carrie Mulligan in a Drama. So quite a few nominations there at the Golden Globes, which will be an interesting thing to keep an eye out for. This one's interesting when I was actually watching it. I think this is worth mentioning that this is the first Netflix original film with a new intro of the Netflix logo too. So I thought that was a cool little pickup and a, a nice little thing to see moving forward. And Rebel Moon, um, the Zack Snyder film, also uses this new logo, which came out a couple of days after this on Netflix too. Critical consensus. What are the critics and audiences saying about this film? On Rotten Tomato sits at 80% on 256 reviews. So that's fresh, definitely certified. The audience, it sits at 86% on over 500 ratings. On IMDb, it sits at a 7.1 out of 10, only on 6,000 ratings so far, which is interesting. Letterboxd sits at a 3.5 out of 5 on 33,500 ratings, but has been logged by about 40,000 people. And on Metacritic, on the traffic light system, it sits at a 77 out of 100 on 59 critic reviews, which is green. And the audience sits at a 7 on 23 reviews, which is also green. So what are my early thoughts on this film? Sorry, sorry to say, but uh, I guess I think I'm a, not a huge fan. I think technically it's excellent. The performance-wise, it's great. It's just a bit of a poor script and the characters that don't feel real. These are based on real people and they don't feel real. So I think that's a big issue for this film. But let's talk about the characters. So we've got to talk about Leonard. It's his film. Maestro is him. Uh, he's passionate and he's erratic. He's obviously Jewish. He comes from a Jewish family. 
with high expectations. You know, the father wanted him to continue the family business. He's a survivor, even though, or even through, I guess, the painkillers, the drugs, the alcohol. The most passion seen from him, I guess, is for himself. He literally buys tickets for himself. It's such a hard character to like. His obsession with gratification and fame take away any sort of empathy you may feel for him as his choices through life are often flawed. Uh, it's fine to tell the story of a flawed man, but hanging around while your wife, who you've treated so poorly throughout most of the film or her life, is dying, it doesn't make a character arc or a more sympathetic character. I guess the idea that to be recognised, he needs to be able to say his work and his life are clean, and he can't say that. So I find him a really problematic character, and I, I may, you know, maybe that's what they're going for. That's 100% fine. I, just, I couldn't believe him. Um, and the same with Felicia. Like, you've got to feel sorry for her. She's caring, and she's that stability in his life. But she's incompatible with Leonard, um, but holds that public profile for him. She's literally in the wings at all of his shows, admiring um, his talent, but always in his shadows. He, he offers her comfort and safety, I guess. And the idea that his smell reminds her of her father it that that's what he is he's just this comfort for her she's you know she's a supporting character in his story i think and, and the film is called maestro however carrie mulligan is given first billing so this film could be more about her being the driving focus of him getting to where he is assisting him in covering up his indiscretions but at the same time at what costs to her and i think the cost is too much and it's sad i guess um yeah, I know it's based on a real, it's based on a true story, so I get it. But I just don't think it was done well. Um, the only other people I'll mention in this film, because it's really about those two, but David is a lover of Leonard, and he plays the clarinet. And you know, I, I'm not sure whether David and Lenny were supposed to be together, and that's what would have worked in a world that wasn't so homophobic. I'm not sure. I don't know, but. I mean, I felt bad for this David guy. And the same for Jamie, the daughter of Felicia and Lenny. She's the daughter or the child with the most screen time and impacted the most by him. And we'll probably talk about her in some of the scenes as we go. All right, Bradley Cooper as the director. This is his second second directing feature after A Star Is Born, which was pretty well received. Most of us or most of the audience would know him for his 70 plus acting credits. You think about the Hangover film, Silver Linings Playbook, American Sniper, American Hustle, etc., etc. Even the voice of Rocket in Guardians of the Galaxy. This is what we know him from. And he's obviously trying to step up and move into this writing, producing, directing role as well. All right, let's talk about some scenes. What are some scenes that I liked and what are some things that I didn't like in this film? I mean, one of the opening scenes, Lenny's lying in bed. Um, he gets his phone call for his big call up to, to to be the conductor at this show and the curtains are drawn, it's black and white. He's like, oh, terrible news. But you know he's so excited. Um, even though there's someone ill, you know he doesn't mean that it's terrible news. He, he, he's been living for this moment, so that's obvious. The camera work throughout, I've got to credit it. I mean, it's it's very, very good. The start following Lenny from the apartment into the theater, the transitions between Lenny and Felicia on stage, just staying on the couple when they're talking at various stages, all really well done. Lenny brings Felicia to meet David. <sighs> this was heartbreaking. It was so insensitive and horrible, but it just highlighted what sort of a person he was. I think the line about Lenny um, being, you know, you're the only person I know who keeps the bathroom door open for fear of being alone. Again, highlights the sort of character he is, scared of being alone. He just wants to impress everyone and and and, and be that, that person that people look up to, I guess. 
we have a scene where Felicia's sitting at the bottom of the pool because Lenny's just finished this big piece and then we cut, well, we go to the show and she's watching him holding the guy's hand that he's sitting next to rather than watching the show. And she, you know, this this upsets her. So she leaves his clothes outside the bedroom door. And, and you know, that's just so impactful because it also leads into the best scene of the film where Lenny and Felicia have this argument about hate and anger. And, and she says how it's draining to love and accept someone who doesn't do the same for themselves. Just a really powerful moment, even if it does finish with uh, Snoopy uh, in the Thanksgiving parade going behind, parade going behind the window. Uh, I think the sadness at the lunch where Felicia says, you know, she's sitting there with her daughters and, and she talks about there's this guy that she thought she might have been interested in and it, come, it comes out that he just wanted her advice to, to date another guy and she's like, I seem to be attracted to a certain type of guy with this guy blowing her off and, and then she says, you know, she's always known who Lenny is and, and he hasn't failed her and it's her own arrogance to think that she could survive on what he could give. Like, that's just so sad, so sad that one man can have so much, so much power over someone. Um, and I guess the, the, that final shot of Felicia just before the, the title of Maestro comes up the first time, it comes up again, but the first time we have this shot of her in black and white and then she turns her back. Oh, I don't know. I just, I just really wish that was her turning her back on him. That would have that would have made me feel really good. This, this is probably a very different take to what most people are expecting on this film. I think um, things that I didn't like. There's a sailor dance sequence. Just didn't feel it. It just didn't sit right for me. Lenny meeting up with David, his wife, Ellen, and their kid. And he just said, you know, the kid's young, but he says, I slept with both your parents. Just that arrogance from the guy. That just really upset me. I think Lenny cracking onto this guy at this party, what's that, a party at their house, and then like kissing him in the corridor, and then Felicia sees it. I don't know, it just felt really, really horrible um, for her. I really didn't like it when Lenny sits with his daughter and lies about the rumors about him. And then, you know, because we see him calling her later, wanting to talk to her about a guy, and she's like, don't talk to me about this, daddy. Just, he doesn't even care for his kids. That really upset me. I know a lot of people think that that conducting scene that we talked, we spoke about, we spoke about before about how much work Cooper put into, you know, learning how to conduct and, and doing it in one take and all that sort of stuff. I hated it. I thought it was boring. And it just felt like this sick joke about Bradley Cooper saying, how hard is it to write, direct, and star in a film? Oh, it just really frustrated me. And then Felicia saying that, you know, she's there watching it after they've had this argument and she's there and she says, I see no hate in your heart. It just made it so much harder to like either of these characters. Oh, really frustrating. Um, and then finally, the doctor scene. They go to the doctor's office and they get some bad news about Felicia's health. This was literally just so the two of them could cry for an Oscars package. That's all that was for. That wasn't needed. You, if you're a creative person, you know how to get this across without needing to do that. That frustrated me too. All right, themes, ideas. What's this film trying to say? That idea of love, obviously it's complicated. Um, you've got to live your own truth and accept yourself and, and you can't do that without loving yourself and showing love to someone else. That idea of depression too, that the impact of fame, um, jealousy leaking in when it could all be part of your mind as well. This film is about art too. It's a very arty film. And the, that quote at the start, it, it, it's about art, um, art not answering questions. It provokes them. It's an essential meaning in the tension between contradictory answers. I like that idea. I like the idea of, of art being something. And that, that's my interpretation here is I'm not a huge fan. That's fine. People can disagree with me, but this is this really frustrated me a little bit. This film, I think, also that idea of luck. Um, 
is luck something or is it hard work and dedication with a bit of sacrifice as well these these all work together to get to places that people want to go all right what did i take away from this film you know i spoke about this before a little bit with the scenes i liked but the transitions the aspect ratios the color changes black and white for the happy go lucky times of old school hollywood and and you know that love and that courting and that idea and then the change to color of the the troubled times and the troubled relationships i like that and the music choices they're all so well done it's just so disappointing that the storytelling gave you nothing to empathize with Lenny over at all, especially when the film is about him. So that really was um, a bit of a frustration for me. Questions, ponderings, thoughts, ideas. I think I found it, uh, you know, I've said this a thousand times, but I found it so hard to empathize with either character. Like this film, it celebrates his art. It still shows his flaws. I get that. But I, I, still, I still couldn't relate or I still couldn't feel anything for this guy because he just felt like... He just wasn't a nice guy. Um, Felicia, I mean, I felt so bad for her. Like, did she actually enable him to make great music? Was it her? If he wasn't with her, would he not be making good music? That's a possibility because I, I feel like this story, and obviously Carrie Mulligan, I mentioned before, has top billing. So this maybe this film is about her and, and her ability to make him who he was. And maybe that's a happy ending that I need from this film. Um, and, and he seemed like, Lenny, he seemed like the kind of guy who would be cancelled today realistically but we're watching this film that's got oscar buzz about it and it's this guy was a bit of a creep he was touching he was feeling he was making moves on people just because it's the same sex he was doing it to men doesn't make it right i, I still find it weird that this is someone that was held on a pedestal and still is like we've cancelled cosby because of the horrible things he did it seems like this guy did some pretty ordinary things too um and i could this is just a weird observation but i couldn't help but get these ralph fiends vibes from Schindler's List about Lenny. It was like that, uh, maybe that's why I really didn't like him because the accent, the performance, it really reminded me of Schindler's List and a character which I, abs Schindler's List is such a good film and a character I absolutely hate. It reminded, it, he really reminded me of him. So maybe that's why I'm so negative on this. All right, I'm ready to wrap this up. Thanks for sticking it out. <laughs> this, this take's probably gonna be controversial, but we give the film a rating out of five for me. I wanted to like this more than I did. Like I've mentioned the performances, they're great. The way it looks, it's good. It just didn't resonate with me on a character level. I think this is the second best film about conductors that I've seen the last year. Obviously, Tar with uh, Kate Blanchett is a much better film. Give that a watch instead. I, um, I'm still giving this a three and a half out of five just for the way it's been put together, the way it looks, etc. But uh, three and a half out of five for me. We're on socials. We've got Instagram. We've got Facebook and X, which is formerly known as Twitter. This is me, just this idea. The question I want to put out on socials is, is this film arrogance from Cooper? Is this him saying, I can do it all. I'm like Bernstein. I can do it all. Oh, I don't know. I'm exhausted from this. I'm exhausted from Podmas. We've still got, uh, what are we now? We've still got two episodes to come. Um, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Stick it out with us. We're heading towards Christmas. I'm excited. Hopefully you enjoyed this uh, episode. We've got 350 or so episodes on Netflix original films in our catalog. Give us a search, give us a look, give us a find, give us a listen, give us a like. Appreciate your time and I'll see you in the morning for our next day of Podmas. Mm -hmm.